Good afternoon, good morning. This is Mark Johnson from Loyalty 360. Hope everyone's uh, happy, safe, and healthy today. Uh, welcome to another edition of Loyalty Live. In uh, Loyalty Live series where we talk to the leaders in the customer channel and brand loyalty about the technology trends and best practices that impact a brand's ability to drive unique engagement and experience. Uh, today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Sue Freck. She's the co-founder and CEO of Vesta. How are you, Sue? I'm great. Thanks, Mark, for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us today. Um, first off, we uh, love to learn a little bit about the companies that we're talking to. So could you tell us a little bit about you uh, and Vesta and what you guys do? It'd be great for those who don't know uh, about Vesta. I'm sorry, Vesta, yeah, to, to know. Sorry, you changed your name. I was going back and forth. So <laughs> Vesta, what you guys do and how you do it. Yeah, so 11 years ago, co-founded company. So Mark, while you're going back and forth, it was Social Media Link. We just rebranded to Vesta, which is our flagship product. And we build online, build and power online communities, brand owned communities. You know, when we started this business, it was about building a ready audience for marketers when Social First was launching and that direct consumer relationship. And today it's about community powered marketing. So it's about taking those audiences and turning them into advocates and garnering insights and of course developing long-term and that emotional loyalty. So 11 years ago, August was our anniversary and we rebranded the company uh, in June. Good. Yeah, so sorry about that. I, I almost uh, ran with the old company name, but uh, I'm glad I stuck with Vesta, so it's good. Um, can you share a fun fact about you? Uh, maybe something unique, different, a passion, a uh, quirky uh, interest. Uh, we always like to learn a little bit more uh, about those who are speaking with them. It's always great to get that on a personal level as well. Yeah, sure. I think that I always go back to this. I was actually adopted. I was abandoned on a doorstep when I was born in Vietnam. Uh, right at the end of the war and no paperwork at all, left on a church doorstep. And my parents adopted me at about 18 months of age, um, moved to New Jersey. And I was 13 pounds. I couldn't talk, couldn't walk, um, pre really malnourished. So I always tell that story because people say, oh, you're so happy, you're positive, you've got such optimism. I really think my gratitude goes back to how I started. You know, I am so grateful that out of thousands and thousands of abandoned children that I was selected and, and feel like I was given a pretty good life and upbringing, which allows me to do what I do today. So uh, I always find that's a little bit of a unique twist being abandoned on a doorstep and, and now running a company here in the, in the U.S. That's awesome. That's, that's a great story. I didn't know that. So now I, I, I know uh, another fun fact. That's great. Um, so you talked a little bit about what Vesta does. Uh, can you give us a little more detail, kind of how you help uh, brands? Obviously, it's a very robust uh, community-based application. Uh, it would be good to have a little bit more detail about what you guys do. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a SaaS platform, and our platform really is designed to elevate a brand's digital presence. You know, it's a home and a destination for their customers, their consumer, their audience. The platform itself has technology that makes it easy for us to share content, branded content, make it easy for members to generate user, user content and also create advocacy. So it is designed for collecting insights that helps deliver personalized engagement, but also delivers the ability to have insights that garner um, advocacy and insights that garner information about clients, about consumers, so that they can make some better business decisions. So it's really an all-in-one platform as a way for brands to directly engage with their consumers to build that two-way dialogue, but really that emotional loyalty or that that customer relationship to a whole nother level. Okay, great. And customer loyalty, obviously, very important. Communities help brands drive that customer loyalty. 
uh, it's always good to get a, a kind of connotative and denotative definition of what customer loyalty means to the, the groups that we're speaking to, brands or the, the technology providers. So can you define what customer loyalty means to you and, and Divesta? Yeah, so for us, it, here's what we love about customer loyalty. It's when a customer is loyalty, it is there to help protect your brand. You know, so whether there's a negative review or um, some bad press out there, there are consumers and customers that will be there to protect you. It protects from pricing. It also is there for customers that when the market shifts or new competitors come, that they will continue to buy and support your brand. So we love that we can create this army of customers that will be there again when there's a price increase will be there when there's a new competitor new products in the market and will certainly be there to advocate and bring new users into brand so that's really how we see loyalty and again through our platform we're building this home and this destination to build an army of these customers that are there for you and, and creating that emotional loyalty that's awesome so with uh, COVID actually uh, hitting a lot of brands, uh, impacting a number of different industries, uh, as you know, and what, what's the biggest challenge or opportunity you see right now in customer loyalty and, and how do you see that changing? Yeah, so here's what we always say was interesting. You know, right in March, April time period, the brands that already had a community came to us and said, okay, we already have this relationship. We have this group of individuals. How can we actually take those people and, and, and talk to them in real time, tell them about supply chain issues or tell them about stores closing or locations closing or, or how we're keeping our, our locations clean and, and how we're keeping our employees safe. So that real time conversation is what the communities that were already built were leveraging. The ones that came to us you know, in the May and June time period said, we know that this marketplace has completely shifted, that digital is more important than ever, that being online is more important ever and having that authentic relationship. So we're building communities weekly for brands that want to be sure that they have a two-way dialogue and that they're there and they can communicate with their customers in, in that near real time. And so it's everything from gaining insights back to what do you need from us? You know, are you homeschooling or remote learning? Are you still, you know, are you still work from home situation? You know, what do you need from us? You're our customer and they can get that through the insights. And then how can we deliver resources and again in shift and end time so you know launching a new product which is what brands do so well or launching new services but if those aren't available during you know a pandemic you have to be able to shift and move and be nimble and we really feel that the communities allowed brands to do that both those that were there already and ones that are being launched right now okay great and what is a brand or a few that you think do an exceptional job of creating customer loyalty through a community or at least augmenting their customer loyalty efforts through their community strategies. Yeah, I mean, the brands that are doing it well, we've got a couple examples. You've got Hello Products, the oral care company. Um, you have Seven Generation in the natural food products. You've got Sir Kensington, a, a condiments company. What, what themes we see throughout is that there is this two-way dialogue, that they are gathering insights so that they can, again, make better business decisions, whether it's marketing or launching new products. What, what we're also seeing of, of ones that are doing well is a value exchange. So if you're going to ask a customer to do something, to advocate for me, to tell my story, to share content, 
in exchange, you want to make sure that you're giving them something. So what can that be? That can be everything from perks, that can be um, new products first, that can be samples, that can certainly be access to information, access to, to products first and foremost, access to content. So that value exchange is really important. So those are the brands that are doing it well, that say, it's not about building a community just to push my brand. It's not about building an audience so I can just push more product to them. It's, it's what can I do for them as well? And I think all loyalty programs think about that. It's not just buy my product, I give you a reward. What other value can I deliver to you through my loyalty program? And that's really the, that, what, how we see the brands that are most successful are doing it. Absolutely. And if you look at uh, kind of some brands that are leveraging communities, you know, how are communities changing? How are you know, brands trying to leverage them more uniquely? Is it getting zero party data? Is it trying to kind of understand uh, different segments uh, for personalization efficacy? I mean, what are you doing and you know, what are you seeing that with brands that you know, they're enhancing the communication processes with their customers? Yeah, you're 100% right, Mike. Mark. It's about the data. It is certainly about the data. So we collect what we call zero party data. That's the data that you know, customers and consumers are willing and freely giving up to clients and to brands. And in exchange, of course, they want better offers, personalization, personalized content. So that's really the data becomes such a valuable tool. And I was just speaking to someone yesterday that specializes in data protection and data privacy. And so being also able to safely collect it and then letting being transparent with it, you know, why you're collecting it, but also letting your customer know, this is what I'm going to do with it. If I'm going to collect your data, you're going to tell me all about you and, and provide me this privilege, then what are you going to do with it? I'm going to use it as a marketer to give you better offers and more relevant content and more personalization. So I think the data piece of it is really where we're seeing such a value in what we deliver to our clients. But I think the clients certainly see the value in, co in collecting the data from their audience. Okay. Yep. That's awesome. And, and you're looking at that and kind of extending on that. And what is one piece of advice you would give to a brand who's looking to improve their customer loyalty strategy or experience strategies? And especially when it comes to kind of leveraging a community. I think you said it's about the experience. You know, I think that when you're thinking about a loyalty program or any program, you're thinking about creating a great experience. So that's everything from the product or service you deliver, but it's also their experience, any touch point they have with your brand. So that's in your social channels, in your community, certainly through the buying process, the funnel, the conversion, making it frictionless. Um, making it easy for them to find you. But I think that experience that you deliver and making sure you focus on what that is and, and the value that it delivers is important for the brand. So when we talk to them and we talk about building a community or building this, this program, the loyalty program, we talk about what's the experience going to be like and really what's that value proposition or purpose of a community. And once we have that strategy, then the activations and the execution becomes really easy. Okay, that's awesome. Um, kind of a follow-up to that. What are some of the challenges brands have with communities? They, they asked, you said earlier when COVID hit, you had a lot of your customers reach out to you and, and kind of want to increase the efficacy of their program. And what are some of the challenges that, that brands have with communities? Is it, is it getting people initially involved, engaged? What, what are you know, some challenges that you see? I think the biggest challenge that brands have putting as communities even side is that, you know, as a brand, you think, okay, I make a product, I, I have a service 
and that's good enough. And it, it's a great product, but it's not good enough. It's about what your brand stands for. It's about what you say, what you don't say. And we're particularly seeing that now, you know, you've got a, a pandemic, civil unrest, an election coming up. And, and it's not that you need to take a political side necessarily, but you need to be a resource. And so you need to make sure that you're very clear on what you're saying and what you're not saying. So yes, you make great products, but I think what's the biggest challenge that I see for brands, leaders, marketers today is really thinking about what else your brand stands for, what else it means. And so I think that can be a difficult, and not every brand has to have this massive brand purpose, but they do need to understand how, what you communicate in your messaging and what you put out there, certainly in the community, what that effect has on people, groups of people, individuals. And I think it's really good that we've elevated that expectation, but I think it's also, you have to be careful. That can be a challenge as a leader, a leader of a company, leader of an organization, but certainly those that market consumer products. So I think the community can be there for you. You can research and put a survey out first before you put a new message out. You can understand where, where consumers stand and what their opinions are before you're putting out communication. So I think having that, that access to information and data directly from your audience is really important, but I certainly have empathy for, for brands today because it's not just solely about the product you make anymore. Absolutely. Um, when you look at uh, kind of the, the bigger picture, one of the questions we'd love to ask is our CMO challenge question. So if you could ask a question of, of a competitor, uh, technology provider, a brand, a group of brands, uh, what question would you ask regarding customer loyalty? Yeah, I love asking how they measure it. You know, how do they measure loyalty? Because I think that we're always striving as an organization to look at it really holistically. So we're talking about measuring not only through research, the loyalty itself, through sales data, of course, but how much content is being created and shared. What's that advocacy look like? What insights, the value of the insights that you're garnering. So we have tons of different touch points. We have a new partnership with a company called Brain Trust where we're looking at getting deeper insights and analytics from the data. But I love to ask that question. How do you as a client, as a brand, as a technology partner, how do you help your customers um, and your partners measure loyalty? Okay, great. Uh, I think measurement is obviously a key, right? With all the disparate data sources they have right now and just you know, the changes to Google that are coming up and uh, the privacy and the obvious work that the Apple just announced. There's obviously a lot of challenges that I think brands need to and should be focusing more on communities or directing you know, their efforts into you know, understanding the customers and keeping them engaged because uh, that's going to be definitely kind of, a, kind of a secret sauce going forward. Not that it isn't now, but uh, you know, with kind of the advertising restrictions coming up, I think it's going to be more difficult for brands to kind of engage a larger audience. So keeping their audience engaged and, and loyal is going to be probably more important than ever before. Yeah, like you said, less reliant on third parties, you know, third party cookies going away. Apple iOS, iOS 14 is making all those changes. We're right. watching that really closely. Um, and data security, I know it scares a lot of companies, but if you're doing it right, um, you know, you're collecting the data in a safe way and, and leveraging it in, you know, really powerful way. I think that's, you know, those are the companies that will, that will stand out. Absolutely. Um, five years from now, what do you think loyalty programs, loyalty strategies, customer experience will look like? How's it going to evolve? I think it'll continue to be about the data. You know, I certainly think it's about that single view. You know, you have a customer that's 
shopping online, that's going in store, that's also in your social channels, in your community, in your CRM, how do you bring that all together with a uni unified view so that you're having a, a communication that is logical to that customer? Because right. again, you know, they come online to chat, they've purchased something from you. There's an expectation that you know, you give them an order number or you give them your name that they know what type of customer it is and how often you purchase. I mean, I love United Airlines. I fly all the time and I, I love that when I call Call, they know it's me and I'm sure they immediately look up that I have platinum status and, and that feels good as a customer so there's that expectation of that single view so if I get an email I don't want it to be that you know hey fly for the first time or join our join our our, our, our one pass program like it, it should be that consistent thread of that single view and that's really an expectation and I think that'll continue to get better as well in the future but I'd love from your seat you know Mark you see and speak to so many companies in our space you know what are you thinking about you know five years from now what what's it looking like from your view and one of the things that we've seen coming through COVID is that the, the input uh kind of the kind of you know, the inputs are wrong over the focus on customer loyalty is definitely accelerating uh there's a you know rapid changes impacting everything from you know just going through COVID and having to change their online experience or buying online picking up in store or, or picking up uh, curbside so brands have really had to kind of deal with some uh, uncertainty. Uh, and I think they're trying to truly engage the, uh, their audience in a unique way. Listening has always been a challenge. We thought uh, we heard from brands is, is a big challenge. So obviously data is a big piece of that, but you know, truly listening to and understanding kind of what the customer's needs are, alignment around, you know, charitable social causes, you know, just more and more alignment with the customer with regard to what their expectations are and kind of uh, more reciprocity. So, you know, the simplicity and reciprocity, I think are really the, the things that we are kind of seeing more and hopefully will continue. You know, brands want uh, unique engagement with the customers. They want alignment and they want simplicity. So uh, I think that's, uh, you know, and I think that's what the customers are asking for as well. You know, to be able to be listened to in an active way, not just passively heard, but do you truly listen and, 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 to, and understand? I think that's where, you know, we see a kind of a, a great interest from the brand community. But they're challenged in how to get there, right? I think they know what they're looking for and what they want, but you know what technologies, what processes, you know how different technology writers talk about their offerings can vary greatly. Again, uh, so a need for that simplicity there as well. So I think that's what we can, you know, we're optimistic on and optimistic around is just the passion around customer loyalty is definitely growing. Yeah, I certainly see that. And I think you're so right that if you're as a customer, you're giving up your data, you know, these consumers are giving their data up, they expect something to happen with that information. So how does, you know, a, a big brand or a company make sure that all of that data they're collecting, they then use it to actually change either their business processes, products or services that they're offering. Absolutely. Um, Kind of, kind of follow up onto that. Is there, there's a current trend or a new technology or idea out today that you think brands are focusing more and more on, or they should focus more on? Is it communities? Is it, you know, data simplicity? You know, what, what is a kind of a trend or a, an idea that you think brands should be focusing on today? Yeah, I do think, you know, I'm sitting in a place where we build communities and, and believe in community powered marketing, but I think it answers everything that you've said, you know, it is about having that direct relationship. It's having that unique experience. It's certainly about taking the insights and the data, but whether it's a, a community in our 
form or it's another community, I'll say one of the trends though is certainly that brands are not relying on the social channels as much to build their audience. You know, they certainly see it as a valuable engagement tool. They see it as a strong media platform, but they are saying, okay, I'm not sure where Facebook, Instagram is going to be in the future. You know, today I'm on TikTok, you know, Snapchat, I'm not sure. So they're not putting all of their eggs in one basket. They're certainly spreading it around, but they're wanting to make sure that they protect that relationship and not relying so much on on those walled gardens or, or the third parties so we're definitely seeing that as, as a trend as well okay great and uh you know as an association for the industry what do you think we should be focusing on to help not only the brands and marketers but also you know the the organizations like yourself I love what you guys are doing. I mean, I think one of the greatest things you do is the peer-to-peer. I think just this ability to put smart marketers together, even in the same industry, you know, there's certainly room for lots of competition in this marketplace. And I think that that's one of the great things that Loyalty360 does is really brings together smart marketers and has that peer-to-peer engagement. And I think continuing on that, I think there's also a component of the end user, the consumer. You know, I think there's ways to gather those insights and bring it back to the marketer so they can continue to make make business decisions but i love what you're doing everything from sessions like this to um you know obviously loyalty live your q a's to your virtual conference and how you're changing your upcoming virtual conference i think is really exciting i think that you and the team you know carlin they do you do such a great job at listening to your customers so i think there's certainly something to be said to all of us but you know you ask for our feedback you do one-on-one sessions and i just think continuing that from compared to other other trade organizations that are very much about pushing content out through just webinars or just e-blasts. I think that you have this relationship and I think just continuing on that is what I, what I hope for as being a member. That's great. And, uh, good feedback there as well. So uh, I think it's been very insightful. Uh, uh, you know, communities are definitely growing of interest and, uh, you know, looking forward to hearing more from you coming up. Uh, obviously we do have the virtual uh, conference coming up. So looking forward to your presentation there and, uh, Thanks for everyone for listening. And uh, I think this is great. Any uh, last thoughts and or uh, ideas too? <laughs> I just thank everybody for their time. I know how busy people are. And if they take a moment to stop and, and listen, I'm, I'm grateful for that. All right, great. Well, thank you very much, Sue. And I uh, look forward to talking to you uh, soon as well. And thanks for everyone for uh, dialing in today or listening in today. Thank you. Thank you.